Hello there. In this episode of the SPS, we're going to be talking about one of my more controversial takes. We're going to be discussing why I think willpower doesn't work. That the just work harder, just do it, discipline crowd are missing a massive part of how to improve your focus, how to create better results, and how to get your work done. Welcome to the Self-Performance Strategies Podcast. My name is Steven and I am your host. The SPS Podcast is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator Program. Over the last 18 months, dozens of entrepreneurs and business owners have gone through the program and saved at least 10 hours a week while increasing their revenue from 50K all the way up to over a million dollars in extra revenue. If that sounds like something you're interested in, follow the links, book a call, and we hopefully help you save some time, reduce your stress, and focus on your high value activities for in your life and business. Now, let's get into this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in episode 64 of the SPS podcast. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to any of you who have been listening to this podcast regularly. And as I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about one of my slightly more controversial takes that willpower doesn't work and by extension of that a lot of the discipline hustle harder just do it just get it done grit your teeth productivity bullshit that you see out there isn't actually any good it doesn't actually work it 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 might work once or twice it might stop you from eating a second glazed donut during the afternoon it might help you do an extra 30 minutes of work but it it's not it's not the answer. It's not going to give you lasting results. It, it, it's like a, a tiny sprint. It gives you a little bit of energy in a moment, but to rely on it constantly, to rely on that willpower and that discipline all the time is just not going to work. It's not going to work just like shallow hacks and shitty little productivity tricks don't work either. And I've talked about those on other podcasts. These shallow tactics that you see kind of around the, the, the productivity guru space, you know, on excellent LinkedIn, I've talked about this before, the chat GPT bullshit that you see pumped out, these silly sort of very shallow time management tricks and these very, very shallow willpower tricks and discipline tricks, they're tricks. And we're, we're near Halloween, it's, it's October when I'm recording this, so yeah, it's trick or treat. They're tricks, they're not gonna give you a lasting results. Just like Halloween doesn't last all year, <laughs> it's only one night. <laughs> So boom, we're off to a big start this week. We're off to a big start. So before I get into it, I want to share a quote. And this week, the quote comes from one of my favorite authors, a great guy, had the opportunity to actually speak to him one-on-one on a call. And that's Dr. Benjamin Hardy. He's done a number of books with Dan Sullivan. You might have read one or two of them, Who Not How, Gap in the Gain, and 10X is Easier 2X. And he's got a number of his own books with two of the standout favorites, in my opinion, being personality isn't permanent and be your future self now. So Ben Hardy said uh, one of his quotes from his book, and this book is actually based around this subject and it's where I actually got a lot of my ideas from and and I have to credit Ben Hardy in this. I really am setting this out. Ben has led me to this podcast. This is the reason why I'm talking about this today is because Ben Hardy opened my eyes to this. Because in his book, named willpower doesn't work i shit you not it's the same name as the title of this podcast (laughs) in his book he said this if you remain stuck in the same roles and patterns it doesn't matter how much willpower you exert your efforts will continue 
to be confined within the limiting context of your role. You'll remain a hostage to a context that you mistakenly believe to be fixed identity. Now, that is a, a chunky quote. Normally my quotes are nowhere near as chunky as that at the start of these episodes, but there's a lot to unpack here because I'm going to talk about willpower not working from my perspective. And it's a little bit different than Ben's and I've got my own approach to it that I've been able to formulate over the years, but I would be a liar if I did not say that Benjamin Hardy has dramatically affected my thinking around this. But in this quote, he says, if you're stuck in the same roles or patterns, so if you're in the same roles or patterns, it doesn't matter how much willpower you exert. So let's put that into English. If you're stuck in the same environments and in the same places and with the same energy, it doesn't matter how much discipline and willpower you have. Your efforts will continue to be confined to the limiting context of your role. And that second part of the quote in English would be, your efforts will continue to fail because you're stuck in the same situations. You remain hostage to a context that you mistakenly believe to be a fixed identity. That's the last part of the quote. Basically saying, you're a hostage thinking you're trapped in, in, in a situation that you can't get out of. That's how I interpret that quote. And this whole podcast is, is literally going to be an unpacking of that. But again, as I mentioned, with my own experiences and ideas and influences over the last number of years, I think Willpower Doesn't Work was one of Ben's first books. And I think it came out five years ago now. Uh, so I read it as it came out. I've been a big fan of Ben Hardy since uh, th th that first book. So yeah, very important for me to frame that. But for years, as we roll into what I want to talk about, for years, I was on this mission to improve my willpower. And that's why that book really stood out for me. I thought being more disciplined and improving my willpower would help me focus for more. So when I first got into my personal development journey, building my willpower muscle was really, really important. It was like, it was like the main focus. If I could just be more disciplined, motivated, have stronger willpower, I'm going to be a better man if I can have better willpower. And if my willpower is weak, I'm a weak man. Bit extreme, but you can get the picture of maybe where my brain was going. So I'm sure you were like me. You've walked this path. You've thought only if I can improve my willpower, I could do more. I could show up more. I could get more done. But while I was on this journey, I used as many systems and hacks as I could get my hands on to get shit done. You've been there. All the shallow productivity advice they pump out that I've already talked about. You start using these hacks and the pompadour technique and you, you're getting into like batching, biohacking, you're getting into all these like templates and, and using app blockers and, and, and you've got a timer, everything's timer and you know, you're know you writing out every hour of your day, which also is a dumb technique. And the sheer number of systems that, that you can use is endless. And I've used them all, I've used them all. But yet, I still struggle to improve my willpower because they're shallow. So I began to wonder, why? Why is this happening? I even thought, is improving willpower a red herring? Spoiler alert, yes. <laughs> Are you trying to treat the symptoms of bad focus and not the cause? Also, spoiler alert, yes. This line of thinking led me to my energy and my environments. Now, with willpower, you're asking a tired, distracted version of yourself to work harder, get focused, just do it, be more disciplined. But with energy management, you're removing low energy from the equation and it works and it works. So I started to ignore willpower altogether. I started to like think this is this, trying to improve my willpower silly, trying to be more disciplined is silly. And energy management became a core focus of building my focus 
muscle. A core focus of building my focus muscle. How many times can I use focus in a sentence? <laughs> but with better sleep, diet, exercise, guess what happened? Guess what happened? Yeah, you're right. I could focus for longer. Again, using focus again. <laughs> but did this solve my issues? How did I find a replacement for willpower? Was energy management the be all and end all? Yes, yes and no. Here's the thing, here's the thing. While improving your sleep, diet, and exercise will improve your focus, there's a deeper level that proves willpower doesn't work. There's a deeper level to it. There's a deeper level. And it's a level that most people ignore. And one I ignored for years. And one I'm sure you don't think about too often. And what is that? It's your environments. It's 100% your environments. It's how you set up your life with your inner and external mental, emotional, and physical environments. It took a deep rut in my life to learn this lesson. And that rut occurred in about 2016. This shift happened because I had a crazy year. I had a crazy year. Probably one of the, the big pivot years of my life. If I, if I could say that, you know, where 2016 is it's seven years ago. So they say things happen in cycles of seven years. So shit, 2023, 2024, I'm in for a, I'm in for a big pivot. <laughs> But back in 2016, I had a crazy year. I worked in three different places and I had three months off all before the start of September. So as you know, I've been fighting myself to improve my willpower and discipline and focus for years. And I got some wins of energy management. But at the start of 2016, I was not happy where I worked. I was angry at myself for waiting until I was in my 30s to get my shit together. I was in probably my mid-30s at that point. And I was chasing job titles and income figures. I was not in a happy place. I knew I needed a new approach. But I first went to the external. And the first thing I did was I changed jobs because I wasn't happy where I was. And I thought, okay, I think a new, a new environment, still environments, I thought a new environment would help me. But unfortunately, I brought my mental and emotional BS with me. So I only changed one environment. That was the the actual physical environment. I still have my mental and emotional environments to deal with. So I moved from being a general manager in luxury clothes sales to being a sales guy at a car dealership in 2016. I went and sold a very uh, technical German vehicle. If you can get the uh, the unravel that riddle, the technical German vehicle, uh, four rings. I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> I went and sold those vehicles uh, for a number of months. While I made decent money, I hit the ground running. I, I was I was okay, I was pretty good at it. You know, I wasn't the best car salesman in the world, but I, I definitely sold cars. Uh, I was still not happy and I got frustrated and annoyed. I kind of felt like I replaced the same job with the same job. You know, I went from one sales job to another sales job. It just didn't work out for me. But I wasn't drinking. I was going to bed early. I was eating well. I had goals. I was doing everything I thought I was supposed to be doing. But yet, but yet, there I was. Here I was, still in the rut. Everywhere you go, there you are. The old quote. And it hit me hard at this point. It hit me hard uh, right about May or June of that year, coming up on my birthday. Uh, it hit me hard. Willpower and discipline is fucking useless against the weight of mental and emotional and physical barriers, internally and externally. It's useless. Willpower and discipline isn't going to help you when you've got a whole bunch of junk you're walking around with that full backpack of BS every day. It's not going to help you. So I needed to take a break and I, and I quit the car sales job in June 2016. I was burnt out. 
Willpower, brute force, discipline, whatever you want to call it. Just get shit done. Hustle, grind, set, 24-7. Didn't work. Wasn't working for me. Doesn't work for anybody. And it's not going to work if you don't have the right foundations. So let me explain that a bit further about the right foundations. While energy management and good habits can cover the cracks for a while, and they did for a number of years, all those great habits, probably for two or three years plus, those energy management habits got me promoted, got me a lot of money, got me going, covered a lot of the cracks, but then the cracks got too big. They cover the cracks, but if you're not improving your core mental, emotional, and physical worlds, internally and externally, you will, you will, <laughs> if I can speak, you will, you will hit a brick wall. I know I did. 100% did. During the summer of 2016, I then made it my mission to do work on those three pillars. Uh, did I need three months to do this? No, but it was just the time that it actually took me to leave the job and actually find the job that I wanted to go into that paid me the kind of reasonable salary that I wanted at that time. Always be the buyer. I wanted to make sure I was going into something that had a future and would benefit me. So it took me three months to find that role. But I knew, but I knew going into that role or whatever role I was going to get when I first took the time off, I knew I didn't want to fall into the same trap of relying on my willpower to cover my deep barriers. I didn't want to get into the same trap of chasing things, of being super disciplined, quote unquote, air quoting right now, and having to rely on, on, on me just to push through things. I was done with that. My energy was done with that. I wasn't, I don't want to do it anymore. I've done it for a number of years, probably a good number of years I've done it. So it took me to the end of August to find a new role and I transitioned uh, from retail sales into, into insurance. And with the right inner and external mental and emotional and physical foundations built, when I went into that job, I, I was promoted quite quickly into the, into a leadership role because I actually took a bit of a step back from where I was, uh, you know, in the previous jobs. And I was promoted three times monetarily in five years, but I worked in seven different roles or projects across a five-year period. They kept moving me up and across and into different projects. A really, really exciting time. Sorry, my dog's starting to rumble around behind me here. He's getting excited. He's excited for the podcast. He wants to get involved. He wants to have his say, but he can't. <laughs> so after five years of working in insurance and doing well and, and, and really using these three pillars, mental, emotional, physical pillars, I left in 2021 to start my coaching business. So this approach of ignoring willpower for improving focus is now a core principle of my coaching. It's something that I come in and I speak to with my clients. Because often a lot of the clients that I work with are in the willpower trap. They are. Their energy management is off. Uh, they're not got. They haven't got the right habits. They're not getting the right energy. She's not even doing the, the the stuff that covers the cracks. And then their mental, emotional, and physical foundations need repairing. Now, obviously, they're successful business owners, six, seven, eight-figure business owners. So they're not completely ruined. They're not doing crack cocaine in a in a street somewhere. No, they're, they're functioning adults doing very well in their lives, but they have cracks have appeared, barriers are, uh, have, have come up. Some of their pillars are crumbling a little bit. So you need to go in there and, and repair them. They're frustrated. They're overwhelmed. They're pushing themselves to get their shit done, but they never make a big dent in the work that they really want to do. You know, days, weeks, months of stagnation are going by in a flash. This happens. It happens to the best of us. It's happened to me for years. It might even be happening to you right now. So that's why in this episode of the SPS podcast, when I'm saying willpower and discipline doesn't work, I'm now saying to you, the answer is that we need to fix our environments. Because your internal and external environments are more important than willpower and discipline. A hundred and ten percent, a million percent. 
kajillion percent they're be they're more important than willpower and discipline so let me take you through a quick step of how you can fix your mental emotional and physical pillars in more depth let's go through each one quite quickly the back end of this podcast with your mental environment it's cliche but it all starts in your mindset I hate to say it, you know, mindset gurus all on Twitter. But yeah, it, it does. The, the way that you think, the way that you show up. How you show up mentally will determine results. If you think you can, you will. If you think you can't, you won't. If you have never, if you have ne never, <laughs> if you have negativity in your world, or you think negatively, your world will be. But what type of mental environment are you in right now? This is the big thing. This is something that I ask my clients to do. You know, what? What are you focusing on positively in your, in your life? What, what are your ideas, goals, targets are you focusing on? What books, podcasts, and programs are, are you consuming mentally? You know, what, what, what are your inputs? Your inputs and thinking will impact you. The big shift I had with this in my area was becoming aware of the negative voice I had. 90% of the time that voice is very negative, but my negative voice that I had in here mentally, and we'll talk about this emotionally as well because there's a bit of connection to it, but mentally, I was letting the drill sergeant do a lot of the conversation in my brain because I, I waited until my 30s to get going. So I, I had to kind of fire the drill sergeant. <laughs> I had to let him go. I had to retire him. I was like, sorry, we, we've moved on. You can't you can't yell at people like that anymore. It's 2023. You've got to be more politically correct. <laughs> so I had to retire my drill sergeant. So the next area is, is a physical environment. And this is huge as well. If you want to succeed, the physical world you live in needs to support you. If you want to succeed, you must treat your body in a way that needs to support you. Makes sense. Living in a mess, never eating well, never working out, all limits your success. Makes makes common sense. Who you're around, where you are, what you put in your body, what you do in your body, physically matters. So how can you change your physical world to support your success? Think about these. Do you like your job, your home, your car? Do you exercise daily, weekly, never? How tidy are your work environments, your living environments? What physical friction is there stopping you from achieving your goals? Yeah, answer those questions. Find out. Obviously, in the show notes below, I'll have all these questions written out. So if you want to go into them and, and, and journal about them, please be my guest. Once I understood the importance of the physical world to my core, I knew I had to leave certain jobs and walk away from certain relationships. That's why I left that car dealership job. And I've walked away from certain friend groups because it just wasn't happy being around them it wasn't a two-way street it was very energy draining for me to be around them so i took control of that and decided to walk away from them and that's your physical environments who you choose to put yourself around is your physical environments and the third pillar we're talking about here is emotional environment often overlooked or completely ignored by productivity gurus 100 percent it is so much bullshit on twitter and x that just does not talk about the emotional part of success. And I, for me, it's the most important pillar. It's one of the most cr crucial elements if you wanna be successful. You must overcome the emotional junk holding you back from reaching your potential. Shallow hacks and systems don't go that deep. Trying to use your willpower while carrying a bunch of emotional junk is, is hard work, it's really hard work. I know, I did it for years. So ask yourself these questions. How can you create a positive emotional environment? Are you in any toxic relationships? Can you walk away from them? Do your friends and family support your goals? What negative emotions are holding? Are you holding on to? Are you journaling, meditating, or creating alone time? Are you chasing or desiring external markers of success? These are all great questions you need to ask if you want to repair your emotional pillar. If you want to improve your focus, if you want to get more work done, 
if you want to be more successful, knowing your emotions matters. Out of all the pillars, this is the one where I did the most work. This is the one where I changed the way I talk to myself. I've changed the way I think about my younger self. I no longer chase things. I no longer get stressed out that I'm trying to catch up. I know I wanted success too much. I know I wanted it too much and it made me angry when it didn't come to me. So I created a blockage emotionally that didn't allow it to come to me because I created that emotional block. And I've tried to let go, tried? No, I have let go of a lot of it. Because of this period of my life, I, I know this little statement. This statement is boiled into my brain now. It's one of my brain tattoos. To grow, we must let go. Gotta let go of all that, uh, all that emotional stuff. Even the good stuff, the good and the bad, you gotta let it go. You gotta let it flow. There's a, a more religious sort of view in this, you know, uh, let go and let God. Let go and let the universe. To grow, we must let go. Working on these three pillars is vital in my opinion. You can complain about your lack of focus, you can try to use discipline and willpower, or you can fix your environments. Please fix your environments, mentally, emotionally, and physically, internally and externally. Hire a coach, speak to somebody, do journaling work, do that deep work, find the right people who can support you, be around bigger and better and more rewarding uh, content and ideas, create a frictionless and aesthetic world for you to live in. Healthier inner and external environments make it easier to succeed. And that's where we'll leave the 64th episode of the SPS podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to partner with me and help me help you fix your pillars in your life, I do that as part of the Pro Accelerator program. You can follow the show notes, book a call, and we can work together in improving your pillars. Also, you can slide on over to Twitter, X, sorry, and send me a DM at Steve Timoney. It's at S-T-E-V-E-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y. And let me know what you think of the podcast. Or you can slide on over to my main website to check out all my other episodes of the podcast and all my newsletter drops and obviously the coaching offer at stephentimoney.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y.com. Everything else that you need to know about me is in the show notes below. The whole questions that we talked about today are in the show notes below. Go check those out. Go do some journaling on them and go fix your environments. It will improve your focus. Thanks very much. We'll speak to you in the next one. Make it a good one.